Love never fails. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We're moving on in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 8 through 13. So we're going to finish the chapter today. And this is uh, focused on Paul's teaching on love. Not romantic love, not the love that the culture portrays in movies and television programs, but the love of God alive in our hearts uh, as we seek to live like Jesus in the world. Uh, in all of our relationships, our um, uh, family relationships, work, community, friendships, uh, God's love in Christ should be um, what empowers us to love others and to um, care for others. Uh, and so it's his love that uh, works through us to show other people uh, an example of God's love for them. And uh, we need to be those uh, vessels, those channels of God's love so that the world might come to see Jesus for who he is. And uh, as we continue on today in Paul's teaching, Let's prepare our hearts by going before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you so much that you are a God of love. You pursued us with your love before we even uh, knew that you cared. And so, God, it's because of your love for us uh, that we um, that we came to know you. Uh, you pursued us so lovingly and gently and brought us to a place where we saw you for who you are. And uh, we realized how much we needed you. And uh, thank you, Lord God, for your love invasion in my heart. And pray that each of my friends listening would have a love invasion in their hearts and that they would desire to see that same love invasion in the hearts of others that they're witnessing to and that they care about. Father, speak through your word today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, 1 Corinthians 13, 8 through 13. Love never fails. Where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. All right, I love what Paul begins with. Love never fails. Love wins. The love of God in Christ, working through the hearts of believing people, uh, is a winning plan. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. We win if the love of God exists in our hearts. We win because our relationships will be better than the world's relationships. We win because it's God's love in us that converted us to believe that what Jesus did for us was real and true and lasting. And, and we put our full faith and trust in it. We win because love is the way to move hearts and so it's the secret weapon that Christians have to win the world to Jesus. It's the love of God alive in our hearts and working through us. Love never fails. Love wins. It's that simple. There are all kinds of other gifts of the Spirit that might cease or be stilled or pass away, um, but love never fails. 
Paul goes on in verses 9 and 10 and 11 to talk about knowledge and what we can understand and that we really only understand uh, partly. We don't have the full picture yet. Um, And so uh, he says that he gave up childlike reasoning, childlike thinking, childlike behaving. And... um, and when we're children, we think like children, we talk like children, we act like children because we're kids. But when we become adults, when we become mature in Christ, we put childish ways behind us. And we become men and women of faith, mature, steady, strong, because of the empowerment of God's Spirit in us. We put those childish ways behind us. One of the things I see at play in the church today, and I've always seen it at play, even when I was actively in ministry, is a lot of emotionally unhealthy people in church. And emotionally unhealthy people may appear to be 50 or 60 or 70 years old, but they behave like 10 and 20-year-olds. They react like 10 and 20-year-olds when things don't go their way. And so the church is full of emotionally unhealthy people. And um, they don't, they're not reasoning like full-grown, mature, spiritual beings. And that is a weakness of the church, is that we don't bring people uh, in the direction of full maturity in Christ. We're, we're not frequently discipling people toward full maturity in Christ. Now, the Holy Spirit's got to get a hold of someone's heart and do the work of full conversion and transformation in them. And we're not responsible for a person's transformation, but we are responsible for creating an environment where people are encouraged to grow, where we don't tolerate bad behavior, where we don't tolerate spiritual unhealth. And so uh, spiritually, emotionally healthy and mature people behave differently than spiritually unhealthy people. Um, uh, Spiritual maturity is a key to church growth. And um, that's basically what Paul's addressing in verse 11. We got to put childish ways behind us and we got to move on in maturity in Christ. Um, for now, we see, Paul says in 12, only a reflection as in a mirror, then we shall see face to face. Now we know in part, then we'll fully know fully, even as we are fully known. Uh, we don't see everything clearly yet because we don't have the mind of Christ. But the Bible promises that when we're out of this place and we're into eternity, we'll be given the mind of Christ and we'll, we'll fully know uh, as we are fully known. Now there's a beauty in that understanding that we're fully known by our God and our creator and our Lord, our shepherd who just longs for us, who desires to be in relationship with us. We're fully known. Nothing is hidden from our good God and he loves us anyway. And our relationships ought to capture some of that same quality as we love others and invest in them, as we fully know them to the extent that we can. uh, They should have that sense that they're loved just as they are, uh, flaws and all, and and that the God who loves them and made them is faithful to take them on into completeness. Uh, Philippians 1.6, God finishes what he starts. He who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it until the day of Christ. Oh, we should be hungry for that completing work in Jesus. And he finalizes his teaching in 13 by saying, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Love never fails. (laughs) It is the greatest gift. Let us walk in it today and always. God bless.